You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Hump Day Hotline. Hump Day! On the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Picasso's, treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Jay Spencer King. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online today at picassospizza.net. Jay Spencer King, it's Hump Day. It's, it's hump it's, day. It's, it's, it's hump day. It's the last hump day for us until something significant, whether it's the draft or free agency, happens. So we're gonna take ourselves a little bit of break. But it's it's good to be here. It's good to be here with you. How you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna tell you what though. I don't quite believe you when you say that. Like I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like you know the Super Bowl was coming up. I feel like it's gonna be something either like the Super Bowl or like Diggs is gonna get MVP at the. Right. Pro Bowl or something crazy, and you're gonna be like, "Hey, we got to do, we got to do something." So, but yeah, no, I'm good though. Everything is. Good. That's the best thing about this show, though, is it's uh, it's one of those shows that, for me at least, and I think you feel this way too, that like, even if time is missed, when you come back, there's no real time that feels like it's missed, and hopefully, it feels yeah. that way to the listeners. So, welcome to everybody that is uh, tuning into this episode right now on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. Welcome to everybody who is potentially listening to this in podcast form as well. Later in the week, it is so good to have every single one of you. And I guess uh, this has been a little bit of a weird year because I have traveled a bunch with my new job. So you and I haven't been together every single week, but it has been a very good season just for us, for the listeners, for those that have tuned into all of Buffalo Rumblings and all the programs that you are so amazingly putting together. Um, but yeah, thanks. Anything you want to say just to the, to the, to the, what attendees is that what like the, the, the people that join us like uh well i mean same thing it's it's been it's been a year i think this is this year besides like when i actually lived in buffalo has been the most games that i've gone to and, you oh, know wow. actually I, I would even say when i lived there because when i had season tickets in buffalo i would go to half and then sell like the cold game so i still think i probably went to more games this year than i have mm. as a fan at any point in my life so it's been a fun year uh disappointing but rewarding you know what i mean so it's, it's just been a good year and i don't even know if this has officially like been announced yet but it's also been good like professional wise as far as like buffalo rumblings and the podcast side for me like i've you know taken over the vidcast side mm-hmm. earlier in the year mm-hmm. and then now um i don't know if it's official like yet like i don't know if they announced it. i don't know but with me you- taking over the podcast side yeah this is a Jay Spence exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done that in so long. I have to find that. Yeah, I got to find that and, and put that back in the show. But, but yeah. So now I'm, I'm taking over um, the podcast side of things. So I'll be the podcast editor and the vidcast editor for Buffalo Rumblings, and that's just fun. Oh. Uh, 
it's been it's fun to have that transition, but also it's scary mm. when I talk to a lot of my friends around the country, people I can actually call friends who have been with SB Nation for so long. And then the layoffs and everything like that. Um, obviously, we're still a part of SB Nation. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Rumblings is still supported by SB Nation. But uh, my heart goes out to everybody who was laid off. And, you know, if there's ever anything I can do to kind of help you kind of get back on your feet or do whatever you need to do, please reach out. Don't hesitate. Yeah, for sure. And it's well-deserved um, when you talk about organization, when you talk about creative thinking. And you and I talked a lot in the couple of years that I've been here just about strategy and vision and stuff like that. And, you know, the potential that all of this has. And to me, there, there isn't a better choice. So it's uh, so congratulations on that. And uh, I'm excited for you and I'm excited for us um, and just kind of where this whole thing is going to go. But uh, yeah, super, super cool stuff and super cool announcement. If this is where it's being made for the first time. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Totally sweet. Totally sweet. So I'm down with that for sure. We need more announcements like that. That's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But uh, so you and I have not had a conversation, had an opportunity really to chat just about this game, the game last week against the Bengals. And I think you were in the same place that I am at when it, when you look at, the compounding effect that the chiefs Bengals game had the AFC championship game. When you look at certain things and you were tweeting and I was tweeting and I was liking your tweets and I don't even, I, the algorithm algorithms are weird now. So I'm not even sure that you saw some of mine, but I know that some of ours mirrored together when you, like, I was like, Oh, it's really great to see the, the chiefs get to the Bengal, get to Joe Burrow on third down with just rushing four. Right. It's just like, so I, just, overarching thoughts what are your takeaways kind of from that and what we when we watched our football team lay an egg right on the national just, stage man it's just frustrating because you know we go all year and we start the game out or we start the year out with Vaughn and mm. we were top four in the league as far as getting to the quarterback with rushing four when we have our Miller after that it dropped to like 27th it's bad it's it's really bad. And the, the thing that's bad about it, to me, the worst part about it is, obviously, let's be real. We know we lost Vaughn. Mm-hmm. He's a generational talent. But the thing is, th- the defensive line is still full of first-round and second-round draft picks. So, you know, when, when you figure over the last four years, what have we spent? Uh, three or four draft picks on four. Ed Oliver, AJ Epinesa, Gregory Rousseau, and uh, Boogie Basham. So, you know, you figure you, you spend that type of draft capital in the first two rounds in la- over the last four years. And it, it's just unbelievable that there were excuses online. Like people were like, you got to remember, we were without Von Miller we were and without Daquan. I don't want to hear it. Mm-mm. You have first round to Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like Chris Jones is. At least, and maybe I had too high of an expectation, but Chris Jones is what I expected Ed Oliver to be. Yeah, second round. He was a second round draft pick, but yeah, to your point. But it, it even it goes farther than that for me because it goes into the game plan itself. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm trying to figure out how I want to set up what I'm about to say. I mean, I I can't believe in a world where the Buffalo Bills play the Cincinnati Bengals in the Demar Hamlin game on Monday Night Football, potentially try to play. The Bengals get two drives, they score a touchdown, and then they score a field goal, right? So they had 10 points. I mean, do we are we living in a world where the Bengals are thinking to themselves, if they show us the exact same thing, right, that they showed us three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whatever it was, we know exactly we're going we're gonna to basically stomp a mud hole in their ass, right? Yeah. And it literally looked like that's kind of what happened. And then you watch 
the Chiefs game plan against the Bengals, and they're Chris Jones, who's a, who's a nose tackle in a four-three scheme, is like outside, like against the tight end, and they ran it over and over again. And the Bengals didn't do anything to stop it. They just let the dude keep kind of coming in from the side over the tight end, and they moved him around. There's nobody on that defensive line that I know Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Reasons that I know Chris Jones, if I'm not mistaken, he's also the guy that Josh Allen like threw the football at his face, right? Like when they were laying on the ground, is he the guy that flipped the football to his face? Mm-hmm. There's nobody else, and I think you sent me a tweet just about the impact that the players on that defensive line had, most of which are not first round draft picks or second round draft picks. Right? And, and and to your point, like when, when you look, I, I know guys on the defensive line of the Chargers. Uh, let me let me see. Like who's some who's a bad team? The Chargers aren't bad. They made the playoffs. I know guys on the defensive line from Cleveland. True. I know guys on the defensive line from like like pick your team. I, I know right. guys on the defensive line right. for the Chiefs. I know Chris Jones, and I don't know if that's partially because I don't care to watch them as much anymore because I have like this hatred for them in my heart. Fair. Or but the thing is, it's like they don't. It's not rocket science. They don't have a, a defensive line full of studs. They don't have right. four. Chris Jones's. They have one Chris Jones and they have guys that they they fill in and rotate. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure some of those guys are good. So I, like please forgive me if anybody's listening like are you kidding me? They use No, yeah. I'm not I'm not speaking there's bad. Gonna be, there's going to be somebody out there that's like this guy. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. He doesn't know <laughs> and Spence doesn't know crap. What the hell is he doing with a show? Right, right. So so I don't mean it like that. I know the Chiefs roster, but the point that I think Joe and I are trying to make is that they there aren't like it, there aren't four pro bowlers on that team. There aren't uh, not pro bowlers, all pro players, or right. or even four pro bowlers on the defensive line. There aren't there, two. There, there aren't. There aren't two, right? Just one. So, so for that line to do what they did, and then you look at our line with first and second round pe- draft picks, blows my mind. Yeah, it's it's it, it definitely was it, it was it was tough to watch. It was just it was just hard to watch. And then there's other aspects of that football game that you know, the, the, watching T. Higgins, right? I mean, he made a couple incredible grabs um in bracketed double coverage and burrow is throwing the football and you're like don't throw that and he throws it and then t higgins just snags it out of the air um it just it just it unfortunately i came off of the bills Bengals game last week and i'm not going to say that i'm the first but i feel like i was the first person to say that we've gone from chasing the chiefs right we we're, we're, we're a team that's chasing the chiefs to now we're chasing the chiefs and the Bengals, and maybe even the eagles and the 49ers Right. That's just kind of how that Bengals game, Bill's Bengals game left me feeling. And then it gets more reaffirmed when you watch the Chiefs and Bengals play. Now, the 49ers and Eagles game was it was just a scrap. Like you just throw that game, just fire it, fire it into the sun because Brock Purdy gets injured. And then the game's pretty much over. I think he threw two passes in the second half. It was just awful. Josh Allen injury. Right. Which goes. We probably need to have a conversation about the fact that Brock Purdy had the Josh Allen injury, and Allen, after he got it, threw a ball seventy yards down the field. <laughs> well, for, in fairness, though, I think I think his is a fully torn, and I think Josh's oh. was partially. So I think his is a little bit like a lot more serious. Uh, right. Josh had like a, a partially torn sprain, which is partially torn. Right, his right. is a fully torn. It's going to take him like six months to recover after surgery. So he might have to have surgery. You're saying. Mm-hmm. I watched his presser, but I did not. I have not heard any of that information yet. But, but anyways, just talking about the the Bengals and Chiefs game, and you just wh- whether it's the Chiefs, you're watching the Chiefs team, or you're watching that Bengals team, it just feels like there's a gap. And 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 I've been saying for the last week and a half, how did we get here? Because we went from feeling like we've got the most full, complete roster 
in the NFL to all of a sudden it's like, oh, we got problems. Like Houston, there's a problem, right? Um, and I think it goes back to, and you did a show last week on the Code of Conduct where you talked a lot about just kind of draft picks, and I know that you went through some of them, and I've got them pulled up. And I did a show Wednesday on my Wake Up Wednesday program uh, on the uh, Overreaction Buffalo podcast where I just, it's funny because we talk about players, right? And we fall in love with these players. And and the and the teams tell us, you know, it's 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 not personal, it's a business. So you've got a guy that you've got to let go. You've got a guy that you've got to let walk. So Gabriel Davis potentially next year. De- Devin Singletary this year. Devin, we love you, but it's a business, right? And mm-hmm. like so pick a player, pick a player that you love or a player that we've had to let walk out the door. We love you, we want you to be here, but we can't afford you. It's just a business, or whatever the reason is, it's just a business. And my my the premise of my episode last week was Brandon Bean, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to start drafting better, bro. I love you, but it's just a business. But you know what's crazy? For years, I feel like Bills Mafia. We've been tipping our hat to that. Like we've been saying, "Oh my God, this big baller Bean, like Brandon Bean, is the best GM in the world." And I mean, I've said it. I've said. I've it. said it. Like, yo, he he just drafts so great. He he has an eye for talent, and he builds a roster great, yep. and he does this with contracts, and he it's just like. In Buffalo, I feel like we speak about him like he has done no wrong. But then when you look at it in hindsight, there's been misses. There's been guys that we've traded. There's been guys that we don't. You know, like Cody Ford is out here in Phoenix right now, and he's enjoying himself. You know, um, yep. Isaiah Hodges is in New York with the Giants. Harrison Phillips is in Minnesota and had Minnesota. a really good year. Had a really good year this year. Uh, but you can go, I mean, you can go down through just this list and I don't know, I don't, do you want to get into year by year and just talk like the 18 draft, the 19 draft, the 20 draft, the 21 draft? I do mean, you want to we bounce can. around we, a little bit? Well, no, we can do that. But before we do, I do want to say like, so this, this last year's draft, because mm-hmm. we kind of started talking about the Chiefs game and talking about the Chiefs and Bengals. I yeah. just want to, there's a, a tweet that Field Yates put up. And he said, impactful day for the Chiefs, Chiefs drafts class. This is mm-hmm. last year's, this is this season's 2022. class. 2022. Cornerback Trent McDuffie, six tackles, two passes defended. Mm-hmm. Defensive end George Carlaftis. Don't even know if that's his name. Sack. <laughs> <laughs> Sky Moore, wide receiver, three catches and the punt return, the huge punt return that it was like a 40, okay. Bryant, safety Brian Cook, four tackles and um, pass broken up. Cornerback jo- uh, Joshua Williams interception. Cornerback Jalen Watson interception and Isaiah Pacheco eighty five yards from round one to seven. Everybody had impact on that game. Contributed. And meanwhile, we can't even get uh, Kyrie Elam on the to, field. You know, like I just. I, I, but go ahead. So however you want to lead that in, I just wanted to bring that tweet up because I thought it was it, it blew my mind when I read that. It's like. They're talking about seven rounds worth of guys making an impact in the in the AFC Championship. I, I said on uh, one of the shows somewhere, just I talked about Pacheco and that like Pacheco, as much as everybody wants to talk about, oh, it's still Andy Reid, it's still Patrick Mahomes, and you know Juju Smith-Schuster and you know uh, Marquez Vantesca uh, Scandling or you know yada yada and all that stuff. I feel like Pacheco has had more of an impact on that offense, just the energy that he yeah. runs with. And just, I think I texted you. Was it you that I texted last night when I was just like, find me guys that want it as bad as that guy, right? That guy just wants it so bad. But what's weird about it, when you talk about like hitting on all seven and all seven making or having an impact, 
it, it just feels like the Bills, for whatever reason, just aren't great one through three in the draft. Like they do a good job after that, like three to five, three to seven, four to seven, but they just don't do a very good job. And I don't know if, I wonder if in the past or re- recent recent history, the Bills felt like they've had the luxury to take guys that are maybe project guys, right? We're a good football team. We got a good roster. We can take a chance on a Gregory Rousseau, right? We can take a chance. This kid that didn't play the COVID year had one big year his junior year, and now he's coming to the NFL. And, you know, if, if he had played his senior year, he'd be, you know, probably a top 10 pick. Or So we're going to get a, an opportunity to take a chance on Spencer Brown. That whole draft, that whole 21 draft, when you look at it, was a bunch of project guys. Am I right or wrong in that? Rousseau, no, you're, you're Brown, right. Doyle, Stevenson, Hamlin, who was a contributor, Wild Goose gone, Jack Anderson, like all project guys versus a team like the Chiefs that's drafting guys to play right now. Does that make any sense, what I just said? It makes, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And, and like, you know, I, I caught myself being disappointed at times, but then turning around and congratulating them. Like, for instance, I was disappointed with the group pick. Right. I remember we both, I was we both were That's right. very disappointed. And then like we started to see some things and I'm like, OK, maybe this kid is. Right. And so I apologized about it. But then again, like you said, like he didn't play the COVID year. So then we're like, OK, he oh, he's showing us something. Are they right? Right. So when you go back and you look through just and this comes back to that, just got to be better. Josh Allen, first draft pick that Brandon Bean makes. Right. Which. Tremaine Edmonds. So this is a moment where they're drafting for impact. And I don't, you and I didn't talk about this, but literally maybe that's the way that it's got to be segregated. That's the way it's got to be separated. Right. So are we drafting for impact or are we drafting because we got a really good roster and we made the AFC championship game or the AFC divisional game and we can pretty much do whatever the hell we want to do. So that year, 2018, the roster wasn't great. I mean, they're coming off of 2017, Bean wasn't a part of, McDermott was, Tredavious White, Zay Jones gone, now in Jacksonville, Deion Dawkins, Matt Milano, obviously Peterman, and then Tanner Vallejo. <laughs> I don't even remember. Random Tanner Vallejo. Problem. Tanner Vallejo. He's actually a starter. Come on. <laughs> He's a starter for the <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinals. Come on. That is not I true. I promise you. He is a starting <laughs> linebacker for the Arizona Cardinals. That is amazing. Is that, I kid that's you funny. Six-round draft pick in 2017 by the Buffalo Bills. So they're drafting for like we need impact players 2018 still a team that needs impact players josh allen tremaine edmonds harrison phillips taron johnson saran neal do any of these names sound familiar to you wyatt teller ray ray mcleod who is a a wide receiver and the primary returner for the 49ers and then austin prohl which is a throwaway pick but you look at that and it's like that's a good draft is that not a good draft well, I mean, it would be good if Wyatt Teller was still on our team. And right. If, but, yeah, no, it's a good draft. It's a good draft. 2019, Ed Oliver. I mean, okay. where where $10.7 million? I mean, do we feel good about that this year? I don't. And I love and I love Ed. I love Ed. No. Like, I, I, I would be searching to see if anybody wants to trade for that contract. I would. I right. love it. Right. It's just... I, I don't even know where to begin when you talk about the expect. And I, I know that there was ridiculous expectations put on Ed Oliver. And I don't want to put that expect, you know, Aaron Donald. He's not Aaron Donald. There's only 
in the history of the NFL, there's only one Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. So that's a ridiculous conversation. But to your point is, and they're probably different players, but is Chris Jones too much to ask for? I mean, Chris Jones is a disruptor, plays from the inside, can play across the line. Ed Oliver is a disruptor, plays inside, can play across the line. Chris Jones, second-round draft pick at Oliver, obviously taking, what, ninth overall, I think was I the just, number? I just want I just want Thanksgiving, Ed Oliver, for what do we have? We have 17 weeks in a regular season. 13. I understand that takes a, a – yeah, I was going to say, I understand that takes a high motor. Mm-hmm. Give me that Ed Oliver for 13 games. Right. And, and then, then give me that Ed Oliver in the playoffs. In the playoffs, when it matters. Cody Ford is out there in Arizona with you, and he mm-hmm. never – I don't think that he ever showed any promise to being taken 30, 38th overall. Do you? Do you feel like there was no. ever a point where you watched him playing like, oh, that's a second round draft pick right there? No. And I, but I tell you what, too, I said this in Buffalo. Now he only he he's only played, I think, six games out here in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I said this before he left. I'm like, yo, the Bills are are playing musical chairs with this guy's positions. Let mm-hmm. him settle into something and learn. He is a legitimate starter here. They are going to extend him, and they are go- really? like they love Cody Ford out here, and it, it, he's playing right guard, and he's he's doing it well. He hasn't done it great, but you can tell like just the consistency of one role. Mm. Now we haven't ha- had Kyler Murray out here. He tore his ACL, and yep, yep, yep. you know the team. So the team is about to go through some things, but he's going to be an Arizona Cardinal next year, That's and amazing. he's going to be the starting right guard. So again. Do I think that Brandon Bean has like a horrible eye? No, I think he has a good eye for talent. But our problem is A, we give up on guys. B, we don't develop guys. And then C, you know, if we do develop them, it's like it, it takes, I just feel like it takes so long for us to develop. Like, what are we doing with, with Kyrie Elam this year? Like, what what was this? It's it's not even about what was this. If you've got Dane Jackson and Tredavious White, who are your incumbent starters, and Tredavious White hypothetically isn't injured, and you draft Kair Elam to be the heir apparent to Christian Benford, which makes sense, right? You've got the, the big money Tredavious White lockdown corner. You got the, the low money guy, Dane Jackson, seventh round pick, I believe. And then, like, you're going to draft Kair Elam to come in so that, like, to kind of bridge that like lockdown corner so that when Trey's contract ends, then you're that's about the time you're giving the next guy the money. So it kind of makes sense. But you draft this kid and like Christian Benford starts over him several times. Mm-hmm. And it just leaves you kind of as a fan going, did we make a mistake? <laughs> is that another, is that another first round defensive mistake that we potentially made there? And then you, I mean, I know it's still early for him, but I mean, but then you see these guys get traded or cut and go to other teams and then become successful players. And I don't, right. I just don't get it. Sterling said last week on the Humpty Hotline when uh, you were unable to be with us that the Buffalo Bills just are not a team that develop players. They just don't develop players well. I don't know that I've done enough research or paid attention to say whether or not that's true. Um, it does seem like, and I don't remember who I heard say it. It was it was just coincidental that I heard somebody else or read somebody else talk about the fact that when in the NFL anymore, there's not a great onus on developing guys. There's an expectation that guys come in and they're ready to play, and that 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 idea of being developed is on them, which we saw Josh Allen do. Right? We saw Josh Allen mm-hmm. go get a quarterback coach, go get uh, 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 Palmer. What's a uh, what's uh jordan palmer right like and and work with him and and like basically give himself over to him look 
look into every single thing that I do, my feet, my shoulders, my whatever my hip rotation is, find out what I'm doing wrong and fix me. And it just, so I don't know necessarily where that balance is between, no, no, it's the team's responsibility to develop a guy versus no, no, no. We wholly expect like players to go out and kind of develop themselves. When you look at just the balance of these picks, I mean, and, and Sterling and I went back and forth last or last week when you talk about, and, and I know that I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to rub people raw at some point in time about the Isaiah Hodgins thing. And you and I have historically gone back and forth about Isaiah Hodgins for two years, right? Mm-hmm. Last year. And then into this year. And it turned into a, Hey, this kid might have something right. And then he gets picked up by the giants and surprises all of us. So as much mm-hmm. as, as much as I'm hoping and rooting for the kid, it's a surprise to see him doing what he was doing in New York. Like, it's not, I'm not going to be like, told you so. Like, no, there's an aspect right, of right. rooting for the kid. I believe he's got talent. I trust him. And then he shows out. But when you look at that situation, Isaiah Hodgins, what, what, one of the things that Buffalo Bills need the most is a, is a number two wide receiver. And he walks into the Giants and he takes, he just takes a number two wide receiver role. He just basically is like, I'm here for it and takes yeah. it. Eight catches, 100 yards, touchdown every single game, like later. And he's like the number two guy. They're probably going to, I would expect them to give him a contract this year, right? An extension. I'm sure. Who who knows what that number is going to be. So that's a guy that maybe, I don't know if the Bills developed him or not. I mean, he was in the system for two or three, two years, right? Two and a half years. I feel like there's a, at least there should be an expectation of both. Because, like, in season especially. So, you know, we have these guys on our practice squad. And and to me, it's like, look, we've all, especially this year, we've seen it to where um, our depth is caught into question. You have right. these guys, like, we've talked about depth all off season, And we talk about how our practice squad got starters for other teams and all this stuff. Yep, yep. And then when our guys go down, there's a huge drop-off this season. There was a huge drop-off this year. And so the thing is, my expectation is, okay, like right now, okay, it's vacation time. I get it. Guys are going to go to the Pro Bowl, spend some time mm-hmm. with their families. They're going to probably, you know, got some guys. I know there's the joke about Eli Apple in Cancun, but some guys are going, you know, going <laughs> to some places. Cancun on three, Eli. Cancun on three. <laughs> some guys are going, they're going out. So I get it. But then once once vacation's over, then it's time to get back to, to work. Yep. And when they do, yep. I expect them. So. I don't know what this year would be for Josh, but you know, every year he's worked on something like he takes one thing and then he really corrects that. I don't know what it would be this year. Um, but I expect those guys to really work, get a, get a coach, get a trainer that you can work with during the off season. But then if you're not a starter, even if you are a starter, if if Mm -hmm. you're playing, if you're not, and you're on a practice, I fully expect during the year when those guys are in the building, the Buffalo bills should be training those guys to perform up to the same level as this and I, I get it that just yes. doesn't there's a yes. there's a but you have to train like this yes. is how these guys get back and with them training you have to have the the right eye to be able to trust what you're training because why does isaiah hodgins immediately leave buffalo and and make a difference in new york it wasn't it wasn't like you spent half the season there and then like right. they trained him up and said okay now you know the playbook come on in i know he right. knows the playbook he pretty knows much the playbook from so he had a, he had a head start a little bit yes but he gets there and it's a new program mm-hmm. it's a new program and he's contributing immediately he's catching ball he's catching touchdowns in the playoffs yep yep 100%. i don't know i don't know I, man. I, I don't know either and when you look at i just I, coming into 2023 in this draft you you know we've got needs, right? Offensive guard. You know, 
moving Ryan Bates to right guard was not a good idea. Roger mm-hmm. Saffold, I loved the signing, and it did not pan out. I think I saw PFF or somebody said that out of 58 guards that were potentially rankable, he was number 50, and he just made the Pro Bowl, but that's why they said it. Like, he's the 50th-ranked guard. You keep, I think you Elena keep, tweeted that. <laughs> what's that? No, I said I think Elena, Elena tweeted that, but yeah, oh, it's, it was, it's, but yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like, just bad. Move Ryan Bates back to left guard where he's stronger because his ranking dropped as a right guard. Draft mm-hmm. yourself an offensive guard to play right guard. I think potentially that that makes that offensive unit better, right? You're looking at, and you sent me today a guy in the second round that's potentially there as a wide receiver for a number two. Um, was it Austin? Hutchinson, right? Hutchinson, yep. Yep, Xavier. yep. So uh, Xavier Hutch- Hutchinson, not Austin, Xavier Hutch- Hutchinson. And I watched that film twice as far as the, fl- the film that you showed me. He, he looked incredible. But like three, like so round three, like the Bills drafted Terrell Bernard in 2022 who didn't, did he see, did he play a game? I, th- I think maybe when Tremaine was in, maybe when Tremaine was injured. I just don't think you can miss Khalil Shakir who has phenomenal potential. Just was I don't know that he was was he ready right like James Cook so James and, and Sterling was was bouncing off this last week you know if you draft a guy number two he better be ready and I don't necessarily disagree I was I was landing on the side of it was fun to watch the growth in James Cook weeks one through four one through five clearly mm-hmm. the game was too big for him. He looked like, you know, a duck on a pond, you know, legs going a million miles an hour and kind of wasn't sure what to do by the Bears game, right? Setting up his blocks, patient runner, find the hole, dart through it. He just looked like a toy. It was fun to watch that. And Sterling, to his credit, was right. If you draft a guy in the second round, that mother trucker should play, right? And be good. Yeah. Get your Elam, James Cook. Both those guys should be playing every single week. Round three, just wipe away. So if we can get a guard, if we can get a wide receiver, changes that wide receiver room, fixes the old offensive line possibly. And then, you know, I just – are we – do you trust <laughs> – do you trust this front office to put it – like 2023, we got to put it together. We got to hit a home run like we did in 2017 or 2018. We got to hit a home run like we did in 2018. Allen, Edmonds, Phillips, Taron Johnson, Teron Neal, Wyatt Teller, Ray Ray McLeod. Like that's is that seven guys, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys that are impact players in the NFL. Well, I'll tell you what, um, I don't. My my confidence in, in Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott at this point, um, it was it was sky high. And it's not just the loss that makes me less confident. The yeah. confidence yeah, I, th- I think they're great guys. They're great leaders. But when it comes to like being winners, yeah, yeah, in the biggest moments and developing guys to step in and be winners, because what you saw again, we could talk about the Chiefs. They were down two receivers. Travis Kelsey was was beat up going into the game. Yep, he yep, didn't even yep. know if he was going to freaking play. Yep. You lost. Patrick Mahomes was limping. Beat and up. Yep. So you had a complete. You had a beat up team. And at some point, coaching has to come into play. It's not just about, well, Patrick Mahomes is talented. Yeah, he is. But mm-hmm. guess what? Andy Reid made the game easier for him to still be Patrick Mahomes. Won an injured ankle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the coaches have to say, we got to do this, we got to do that. 
they don't make the game easier for Josh. To me, if anything, they make it harder. If all we're doing is go routes all year, like Josh throws, he has the 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 highest average depth of attempt. Like it's just insane. Yeah, and it's not close. But it, it goes both ways. It's even on the defense. John John Fina and I on the Off Tackle John Fina show. After the Patriots season ender where the Bills didn't look like and, – and we know now that they didn't have a lot of time to game plan. They didn't have a lot of time to practice coming off of the DeMar Hamlin game in Cincinnati. We felt strongly that the Bills – hey, if you're expecting the Bills defense to go in and game plan against the Dolphins in the first round of the playoffs, you're going to be sorely mistaken. So we said that on Monday before that Dolphins playoff game. And sure as crap, dude – they trotted that four-two nickel defense out there, and what's what's that dude's name? Skylar Thompson throws mm-hmm. for three hundred yards against the Buffalo Bills defense, right? And he's like throwing to wide open wide receivers. Now the Bills won that game, to their credit. But I'm just I'm I'm there's it's almost like there's two issues. the The first issue is 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 the roster, right? And and roster construction, and how we're drafting. Do you draft impact players always, or do you take a chance? If you've got a good roster and draft a group of Russo, Basham, Spencer Brown, Tommy Doyle, Mark, Marquez Stevenson, Damar Hamlin, Richard, Richard Wildegoose, Jack Anderson. Do you, do you draft in 2021 a bunch of guys that are project guys? And then at the same time, are we helping from a coaching standpoint? Are we helping our offense and defense out? I asked Joe Marino this question uh, this week. There's a, there's a point where, you know, you're working the probabilities against yourself, right? So mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills predicate their defense on we're going to force you to put 12 and 14 drive plays together to get down the field and score a touchdown we're not going to let you have the big play you're going to have to play perfect football 12 14 yards or 14 14 plays get down the football field and score on us teams like the chiefs and the the Bengals are like bet let's do it right i mean they're like they're up to that challenge and when you talk about probabilities and this works against the bills on both sides they they don't they don't want to be in a situation where they allow a low probability play big ball over the top to beat you low probability on defense. We're not going to do that. So they're working that probability against themselves at the very same time. We watched Josh Allen. I don't remember which game it was. It was the dolphins game drop back and throw over 50 yards, 13 times in a game or over 30 yards, 13 times in a game. They're working that probability against themselves as well because those are low percentage plays. Meanwhile, the freaking Bengals and the Chiefs are out here, right? Wide receiver screen, running back to the flat, five yards, 10 yards, 12 yards, and just move the ball down the field. I just... Just easy, easy, easy. Easy. I I, I, um, I, I spoke with Nate Geary for the Code of Conduct this week, and we were talking about... Um, so... I was bored last week, you know, after the Bills loss, I was in my, I was starting my five stages of grief and I was angry. And then I was, you know, so I went through, <laughs> I went yeah. through the whole thing. Numb the first one. It's like, what is yeah. happening? Just numb like, like, ugh, like what is, <laughs> so, but I went back to watch and I'm going to tell you what, man, the first three weeks of the season, it was a completely different offense. Oh my gosh. Now, now I don't know if, I don't know if Josh is, which actually I would think Josh's elbow injury would make them continue to play the first like the office that we played the first few weeks of the mm-hmm. season. But if you go back and watch that, that first game against the Rams Diggs, I think Diggs had like 12 receptions. Mm. And, and if you look at them more than half of them, the, the, the pass was less than seven yards, but the play turned into like 12, 11 yard right. games. Right. 
they did the same thing week two against the Titans. Right. And again, we had we had Crowder, we had some pieces in there that were injured that we didn't have throughout the year. But you can't tell me that you believe just because we average more yards and just because we actually score, it just means that we have an incredible incredibly gifted quarterback and incredibly mm-hmm. gifted wide receiver one and they still kind of make things happen but when, yep, when, yep. when you really look at it man outside of digs and outside of what josh was able to do this team was lethargic on offense for most of the season i'm telling you when you time go back and watch the rams game no you're you're right you're 100 percent so right. man it's so frustrating too because if we would have ran that same offense in the divisional round Right, I guarantee you, we would have won. I get, not even I get the defense gave up 14 points in the first two drives. I get it. I get it. People were mad about everything, but the way that second half looked, the mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills could have absolutely won. We held them to 10 points right. in the second half. Right. If the Buffalo Bills would have moved, if the offense, you don't have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, mm-hmm. whoever you want to add there, Cole Beasley, Isaiah mm-hmm. McKenzie, James Cook, Devin Singles, and score 10 points in the playoffs at home. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a, there's just so much that's confusing to me, and I've brought it up on several occasions. You know, the Bills signed Cole Beasley to the active roster, right, for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So he's on the team. This isn't a call-up. He's It's not John Brown coming up as a practice squad player. He's on the team. And the, in the Dolphins game, the first playoff game, I think Khalil Shakir had more snaps than Cole Beasley. And I know there's a lot of people who are like, well, I'd rather have Khalil Shakir have more snaps. Probably me too, week 14. Yeah, not, not in the not, divisional round at home against the Chiefs. Uh, no, I, I don't want right. that against right. the Bengals. Like, give want, me the proven <laughs> guy. Give me the guy that I know yeah. can, can get open against the zone, right? Give me That's that guy. Like, yep. <laughs> Ten times out of ten, give me that. That's what I want. I don't. I don't want this. I don't. We we shouldn't be figuring it out in the playoffs. Because mm. the playoffs is is now is the time not to figure it out. It's the time to say, okay, we're this dominant team and we're going to dominate. Right. You figure things out weeks one through. I even say weeks one through eighteen. You can figure things out. Yeah. Especially you have a thirteen and two record going into the last, or thirteen and three record going into the yep. last week. Hell, open the playbook up. Try some fun things. I right. don't care. Like, do what you want. In the playoffs, right. and, and I know you mentioned to their credit, we beat the Dolphins. I don't give them points for that game. There's mm. no reason that that game should have been as close as it was. Skylar Thompson. <sighs> Come on. And and that, that's not a diss to Skyler. He's a professional player. He played very well in college. But you have Jordan Poyer, Trey White, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano. Like, you have these guys on defense yep, who yep, yep. You, 
you just you just don't you don't let that happen. And then offensively, you know, again, help your quarterback out. You're putting him in these positions yep. to where you know you know who Josh is. So you know when Josh decides, well, you know what, it doesn't look the way I wanted to look. It's time for me to take over. Then he fumbles the ball, fumbles it into the end zone. They recover it, touchdown. What the hell are we doing? John Fina was like, I don't know if I like this, Spence. Like, we got, I can't watch the game with you, man. I was like, I was oh that. yeah, you guys were together. That's right, dude. I was so pissed, dude. You, <laughs> you know how, how many games have you been been to in your life? Uh, just guess, random. Uh, Bills or just in general football? Bills, foot 50, 40. I was, I would say about north of 50, like 60, around 60. Pro- probably there, if not more. I lived in Columbus, Ohio for 13 years as a season ticket holder during the drought. So I would only come home for one or two games a year for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. I've been to a bunch of football games. Josh Allen, and I got flamed for this. Josh Allen goes back to pass. There's a minute and 40 left on the clock. We're all over the place, but this is a fun conversation. There's a minute 40 left on the clock. He, third and eight. He goes back to pass, throws the ball 60 yards downfield, incomplete. They punt the ball. The Dolphins then score 11 points inside of a minute 40, and the Bills score another three, Man. which is insane to even think about. But it's all because Josh Allen drops back and throws a bomb on third and eight inside of a minute. There's no reason to throw a bomb you don't even want to score there. Why would you want to give them the ball back, right? You want to drag the clock out, which we've watched them do all year long. And this is where I'm going with this. This is where I'm going with this because of the amount of games you've been to. First possession coming out of the half, strip sack fumble, Dolphins are leading. It's the first time I've ever been in that stadium where the fans were just in shock. We were like, oh, it's so quiet in here while the Bills have the ball again on offense. It's like, no, 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 we're not being quiet because we're being respectful. Yeah. We, we we are literally in shock. How are we losing this football game right now? But again, that's the M.O. That's what they're doing. Because you just mentioned third and eight, throw a bomb instead of go- fourth and two. Right. Fourth and two, this last game. Yeah. You go for a bomb to Gabriel Davis instead of, or did, I don't even remember who it was at this point. because it, it, it annoyed me. But you had Dawson Knox crossing for four yards. Yep. You had you had right behind him, maybe three yards behind him, you had uh, Cole Beasley crossing again open. You had two guys open. Open, wide open. But we're going for a 40-yard bomb. Come on, man. I don't know where we go from here. And I mean you and me. <laughs> Like, like, I don't, I, it's just, yeah. When you re when you rehash what we watched in that Bengals game and the egg that was laid, and then you watch the, the chiefs Bengals game, which was a good football game. That was a good, that's what I, I wanted both of those games to be good football games. We got it out of one of them, but when you watch a bills team that beat that chiefs team, and then you watch that Bengals team get beat by the chiefs in ways that we could have easily beat them. It just leaves you wanting. It just leaves you. It puts you in a position of what is the problem? Is it the roster? Is it the coaching? Is it the management? Is it the front office? Is it the drafting? Like, and I think that's the unsettling part. Like this team has regressed, right? Over this past year, they've regressed and we've left the Houston Texans playoff game, expecting the bills to get better. They didn't make the playoffs. Did they make the playoffs the next year? They did. Right. So the Josh Allen's on the playoffs four years in a row. So they made the playoffs the next year and like, and then they went to the AFC championship round and it's like, but they lost that game and then they go to the divisional round, but it's like the greatest playoff game that's ever been played. And every expectation is, is from us, Bill's mafia, the media, their Bill's players, families, everybody. It's like, 
this team is they're the nuts like they are mm -hmm. it and then 2022 happens and that last game happens and I just feel like it affirmed every fear we had about the roster kind of like through the season. Once Vaughn went down and Josh got hurt and some other things and Gabe was dropping 50% of his passes, I think we all just kind of felt like, I'm not so sure about this roster. But we had hope, right? And then that game happens and you're like, oh, shit, it's all true. Man, I'm so, I got dragged most of the year, not by you or, or other content creators, but I got dragged by Bill's Mafia for saying that Gabe was underperforming with that 50% drop rate. Like, you were on it all year long. You were on it. And it's not like, I, I'm not saying that at this point to say like, okay, see, I told you so. I'm saying it to say like, look, we got to be honest about our guys. Yeah. Just like, just like this. So the, the game that we lost against the Bengals, I told um, right after the game, I, I tweeted out like, I think somebody said Diggs got to be better because he was yelling on the sideline. And I'm like, you spelled Josh wrong. Like <laughs> I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. And, but, and people were, people were calling me an idiot, calling me. And I was like, look, I love Josh just as much as the next person in Buffalo. Yep. I love Josh Allen. You yep. can't, I, I, before anybody else, I publicly was like, I'm not trading Josh Allen for Patrick. You were the home. guy. You were the like, guy. So I love Josh, but it doesn't mean he's blameless. Like True. you, you have to, you can't be a top five quarter, top three quarterback and score 10 points at home in the divisional mm -hmm. round of the playoffs. You can't. Now, is he? Yes, he is a top three quarter. What I'm saying is, um, when I say you can't be that and do that, what I'm saying is, no, like you're on this level. You can't, you can't play on this level in the playoffs. That's not right. acceptable. Right. I think it goes back to, I think it goes back to the, the crux of our conversation though. I think it goes back to Brandon Bean and Ken Dorsey. I think, and, and and it was reported by a couple of media outlets like you can't ask him to be Superman. There's a point where Josh Allen, and no matter how much talent he has, no matter how much ability he has, you can ask him to do too much. And mm -hmm. that's literally where the Bills got to in the last five and six weeks of the season, including the playoffs. They just got to the point where it's like, you know what, Josh, go out there and just play backyard football. They need to get him help. They need to put a team around him like the Bengals have. They need to put a defense around him. They need to put receivers around him. They need to put a running back around him. And you and that kid will become the best quarterback in football, hands down, because he has every immeasurable you would want, right? Right. But see, for me, my my again, I don't know what he's going to work on over the summer. I don't know how you work on what I'm about to say. But right. for me, the next step for Josh, I need him. We already know he's he's the the android of a football player. He's a freak. Like, the guy can do everything. He can run. He can throw. He can jump. He can everything. But at this point, now I need him to become a master. Like, yeah. I need I need him to learn how to play chess. Yeah. So when, you know, Peyton Manning was not mobile. He couldn't run. Tom Brady wasn't mobile. He couldn't run. But he would dissect the defense yep. in a way yep. that yep. that would make the best surgeon jealous. Like, he just, he was surgical. Both of those guys. Now, at this point, I needed to get to a point where, Josh Allen can choose any Sunday. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a run. No, I'm a throw. Because yeah. I just, I, so I just needed to get to the point where he just always knows who he's throwing to, when he's throwing it, how he's throwing it, make mm -hmm. throws that nobody else can make, and then control the line of scrimmage. We talked, we had a pod, you and I had a pod maybe last summer, the summer before, where we were talking about Jim Kelly and how you give him a lot of credit as far as like, being like the first generation of Peyton Manning's as far as controlling the offense. Like, Correct. you know, and with that being the case, I don't know. Maybe this summer, spend time with Jim. I, you know, like I don't, I don't know what to do. But at some point, it has to get to a point where I get it. We have a 
offensive play caller. This year was his first first year. We mm-hmm. have, you know, I get it. You get these smart guys that know offense that at some point I want Josh Allen to be his own offensive coordinator. Yes. Like that's that's what certain quarterbacks have. You yep. you think Aaron Rodgers actually listens to his quarterback coach no. or his No. So what I'm saying is that at, I want there to be a, a year. I need to see a year where Josh comes in and the offense is his. Yep. It, it, the, those offensive coordinators, it, it's about the wrinkles, right? So the, yeah. the quarterback comes in and says, this is what I do well. These are the plays that, in my opinion, are unstoppable. That when I throw them, hold, like for Allen, we know what some of those throws are that nobody else can make. Mm-hmm. And then the offensive coordinator says, what if we do this? And then the quarterback goes, oh, yeah, that is amazing. What if we do that? And then how about this? Just in case they know what they were doing here, how about we throw this option in here for you? Right. Just in case it's not there. Right. Eureka. Like, what, like what is Eureka. happening to where we just uh, – and I get it. Again, I'm giving Dorsey some credit. It was his first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were a top four offense, top five offense. So I'm giving him credit. I think we were ranked two, like, statistically. But I, you, this this whole season for me, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you literally good. stomps the period or the exclamation point at the end of the stats only matter until they don't. That and it just might be recency bias of that last game. I just feel like it all unraveled and showed us who they were. But go ahead, sorry. Yes, they were no. ranked high. They were absolutely ranked high. DVOA as well as like defensive rankings, points per game, and like I think rushing, not so much passing this year, but yes, total defense as well. But yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're saying everything, it, and I'm a big stats guy, you know, for certain for certain reasons. Yeah. But you know, so I was I put it like this, and then we can move on or leave or whatever you want to do. But we've almost day, burned, we've almost burned an hour. Okay. So <laughs> the, the way we were texting the other day, and uh, you were saying like, if it was up to you, we would like not re-sign Frazier we'll move on from from Frazier we'll move on from like you, you had some or maybe you didn't say no 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 I said that but I said and if not if we keep Frazier I need a new mind with fresh eyes okay yeah right so, so well, if, the, either Frazier comes or stays or goes but if he stays I need a new mind with fresh eyes for new wrinkles new ideas new thoughts because I think it's time to sunset the 4-2 nickel defense but that's just me go ahead Okay, and so and and that's fair. So, what I was saying was uh, the conversation that we had when when that came up. I'm like, yeah, but he's given us a top five defense. Yeah, eighty percent of the time he's been true. here. True, you know. And so for me, those stats matter to me because to yeah. me it's like th- that shows. I said to Nate on Code of Conduct, I'm like, we've had Frazier here, and I think maybe one season, and I think it was the COVID year when Josh. Mm-hmm kind of took over like he when we first saw it as good Josh Allen oh my gosh Josh! I, I think that was the year that the defense wasn't as good we were getting thrashed in the run yes, yes um and Josh has carried us that year other than that there aren't many games that you could say the defense really let Josh down this week there just aren't it's just it's just a game here or there and generally the last game right. of the season and that's so that's Fair. my point now so yeah. so now for me Again, we're talking about levels and, and the next step in guys for what they're going to do. You're mm-hmm. going to talk about this defense unless we – I'm with you. I don't know if you bring in a, a, an assistant for Frazier that has fresh eyes. I don't know if um, – I don't know. Like some of these old players – like I love the idea when when Rex was here and we brought, brought in Ed Reed. Was mm-hmm. Ed Reed yeah. the best coach? Maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But bring in a guy that 
either used to play with or somebody used mm-hmm. to coach who wants to get into coaching, bring them in and, and like, okay, you were on the field more recently than I was. Let's <laughs> use your, you know what I mean? I'm just saying yes. something, yes. just something. For I, sure. But, but w- this thing where we're the number one, two, four, five defense, and then we lose in the playoffs because we don't play defense at all. I, I ju- it just, it, and I'm saying that with respect, because again, I said like we held them to ten points in the second half this last game. Yeah. I, I I thoroughly believe that this game, yeah, we were upset in that first quarter, but I think the defense still played well enough to win. Like, I do. I, I still think they played well enough to win. I think the offense completely disappointed me. I can't speak for everybody else. They disappointed me. The only caveat I would have is I don't know how much the, the Bengals took their foot off the gas. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I mean. But, yeah, it's when you look at those first two drives the Bengals had, they had 145 yards and two drives. They had one negative play, and the negative play was a no-gainer. It wasn't even a minus play. They had no yeah. incomplete passes. Like, it was just – Yeah, they were like nine for nine. It was. They just literally like, went out there and almost like they were a, pl- a professional football team with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and, and Joe Mixon, and Joe Burrow, and were playing against a college defense. It's literally what it looked like. The, like, I sat in the stands – what is happening? And I know you watched it on television, obviously, but mm-hmm. I was just like the crowd and the crowd was loud. That was one of the loudest crowds Ooh. that I think I've been to in a very, very, very long time. The crowd was in the game. And it Joe, did, I was wanted- I was this close to pulling the trigger, and I'm so happy I didn't fly to Buffalo <laughs> for that game. When <laughs> I t- like so pissed off. <laughs> Joe, I was like, when I tell you, when I tell you, I was literally on the website, like I was on um American Airlines website, and yeah, yeah. like I kept should I do it? Should I not do it? Right, Should right, I, do it? Right. And I was like, I was right there. That's I was going to catch a red eye and beat her for that game. And I That's just, I, I thank God I didn't. Cause I, man, Oh, I would have been so mad. Well, we gotta, we gotta end this thing. Um, yeah. So what, what do we want to, what do we want to say? So expectations, I think all this is fixable. I think it's fixable with the salary cap situation. I think you move, like I said, Ryan Bates back to left guard, draft a, a guard early, wide receiver second round. Tremaine Edmonds to me is vital. I'm going to say what I said to you in text t- today that Jordan Poyer is vital to this defense. I think they can find the cap space. I don't think they'll make all those moves that uh, that you sent me that Greg Thompson kind of put together. I think they'll probably make one or two of them because it'll put them in cap hell in a couple of years. They'll put them in Sean mm-hmm. Payton land, uh, 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 Sean McVay or, or – yeah, Sean McVay land as well. Um, thoughts on where, like, where do they go? How do they fix this for 2023? I mean, we started the show off talking about drafts. Yep. They you go. have to, this year, you have to draft guys that are playing. Yeah. This isn't a, this can't be a hit or miss thing where it's like, okay, we can have a guy that might, and he don't make it. No, you have to draft. Now, last year also, I know we drafted a punter that went through some legal things, and yeah, so that, that made it. But aside from that, you have to hit every draft, every pick in this draft. And, and, contribute. and to be honest with you, however they're going to – if they do free up money and, and try to bring in one or two free agents, or I don't know what they're going to do, however they're going to do it, I need a better offensive line unit, and I need another – I don't want to put – I don't want to put rankings on like I don't I'm, I don't want to say a wide receiver two, wide receiver three for mm-hmm. I don't care. Get another wide receiver that can contribute mm-hmm. after Stefan Diggs. Now, yeah. perfect world for me. And I say this quick, perfect world for me. Convert a couple of those contracts, get some big money, not mm-hmm. big, but enough money to, yeah. to do something. Yep. Draft, get an offensive lineman in the first and second round. I would trade first and second round. Give me offensive lineman. Wow. I would trade. 
whichever one of the guys that I'm not going to say the name. I'll tell you when we get off the air because I don't want people yelling at me. <laughs> There's a couple guys that I would consider trading. Yep. Go get D Hop. Work out a work out a contract with him where you, you we, extend him. For, that, that that news dropped the day that, that, that we were live and yeah. we talked about it. Yep. So to me, perfect world, draft two offensive linemen in the first two rounds, yep. get a running back in the third round. Then if you want to go defense that might contribute, fine. Get a safety in the fourth or whatever you want to do. Yep. Yep. Go get D-Hop. So it'll be D-Hop, Beasley, Davis, and Shakir. Give me, give me that core of receivers, and I promise you I'll shut up next season. You won't hear me complaining at all next season. The Buffalo Bills just need to hire you. So, because that's a freaking fantastic idea, I, I I would love to see that happen. So, Brandon Bean, if you're watching, take notes. I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a add his I'm a add his wife on Twitter. Hey, Mrs. Bean, <laughs> go listen to Hump Day and tell your husband what I said. <laughs> that's amazing, ladies and gentlemen. You have been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. That guy over there is my co-host jay spence and you can find him on twitter at jay spence the king any final thoughts so this is our last show for who knows how long we're gonna take a little bit of a break are you taking a break from code of conduct at all no i'm actually gonna i'm gonna be um pushing the code of conduct you can power through the summer yeah so uh, now it will be a little different i'm not gonna do full hours sometimes Mm. i I probably won't do interviews some weeks um oh very cool one of the things I am going to try to do, though, we have a ton of writers with Buffalo Rumblings. Yes, we do. So I, what I'm going to try to do is I want to get a writer a week and give mm-hmm. them a chance for people to kind of see their face, get to know who they are, and and just interview them about some stuff. But, no, it's going to be a fun summer. I got some some nice interviews coming up, too, though. So it's going to be a fun summer. Awesome. Well, I am going to be off for a couple months, if so. I'm not sure exactly how long, but uh, enough break just to recharge and refill. But uh, yeah, for me, for Jay Spencer King, tomorrow is the three-man rush with uh, Jerry Ostrowski, former Buffalo Bills uh, offensive lineman. I was going to say offensive yeah. guard, but he played center, we need guard, him, deckle. <laughs> we, need we need him. Back. Jerry's a big boy. You put him on that line, now he's going right. to help. Right, and Sarah Larson. And uh, But yeah, for me, for Jay Spence the King, for all of us here at Buffalo Rumblings, go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.